Hello, welcome to Soul Led, a podcast dedicated to the evolution of your soul and the development of your spiritual gifts. I am Nikki Novo, your spiritual mentor, a fiery Latina, mom of three, and a lover of all things intuitive. You're here because you're meant to be here. So let's do this. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Soul Led. So today we have a guest that you have all been asking for, conversations that you have been asking for. So I don't say I didn't deliver. Welcome to the show, our favorite starseed reader, Camila. Welcome, Camila. Hi, Nikki. I'm so excited to be here. And um, I just wanted to tell you that the celestial beings in this cosmic realm are really, really excited. They have been messing with me all morning. Like they have been uh, like there's been weird sounds and like books falling off the shelves. They're just really excited that we're here and that we're having this conversation. So thank you so much. Yay, everybody. So I hope if you guys are feeling like goosebumps or a little weird or anything. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I have a funny ET story actually to share. So if you're feeling that, it's just because they're happy to be with us. Camila, can you say your last name? Because I feel like I'll, you know, I'll I'll mess it up. So if you can say it. Yeah, it's very Polish. I was born in Poland, actually, and my family immigrated here uh, when I was four to Canada. I live in Canada. But it's Konieczna. Thank you, Konieczna. um, So many of you know Kat, who is my right Mm. hand. And same thing, like her whole family, like I'm just... And I hate that because I'm Hispanic and, you know, people mess up our names. So I was just like, you know, it's better if you just say it, Camila. So well, Cam- growing up, I was known as Camila Coconut. Oh, no. Of course. So- yeah. Yeah. Of course. Oh, my gosh. How funny. Oh, that's a cute name, though. It's yeah. kind of like a porn star name, you know? It is. <laughs> so, um, Camila is, you know, if you're been watching for a while, you've probably seen her before. We've done some. Um, she was part of our intuition um offering a few weeks ago and she was a soul teacher and she really is like our go-to starseed person so but Camila of course she's so much more than that she's I remember being in class with you Camila and the girls were actually like alerting me to you like my the soul mentors Kat in particular somebody was like have you experienced Camila yet like in the middle of school you know and I was like no you guys like you know I'm teaching I'm not you know doing and then I had our first review. And I was like, not expecting that. Like you just brought it and you were such a powerhouse. And um, it's just been so amazing to see you step. I I feel like very lucky to, or honored to even have had you in the program because you're, um, you're such a beautiful soul and so powerful. And you have already supported so many, so many of us in the community. People love getting readings with you. I hear it all the time. And I kept being like, I hope Camila's okay. Because I kept hearing everybody getting readings with her and her readings are very um, in depth. And uh, it, it's, you know, kind of focused on that, that star seed angle, but it's, it takes a lot from, from you. So I was like worried about you, <laughs> but it's, I'm happy to hear that, um, you know, that you've been just transforming so many people. So I'm excited to have this conversation. We're going to talk about SARS, star seeds, like what they are. We're going to talk about some of the new archetypes that are showing up for Camila. We're going to talk a little bit about my reading with Camila so you guys can, um, and she, I heard she has a message for me. So of course, super excited and um, just, uh, you know, all the things and see where it takes us, but it's going to be a show that you guys are really going to enjoy. So let's, let's get to it, Camila. So if you can start off by telling me a little bit about um, how you got into this work, how you ended up here, 
I, I love your stories about like Friday nights. You were watching like, what was it? Ancient aliens or something? Yes. Going out with friends. So you just to share a little bit of the background of you, please. Yeah, for sure. So I, um, oh my gosh, like, where do I start? But basically I, you know, always knew I was different. Um, growing up, I was always like the weird one, my poor parents, um, I feel for them so much, but, um, I just never really felt like I fit in anywhere. And I, but I tried really hard. (laughs) I will say that I like, I'm not good at a lot of things, but I try really hard. Um, and you know, I, as a child, I was really impressionable and I, you know, coming from, and I know you can relate like a Catholic background, like uber Catholic, like we went to a Catholic private school. Uh, you know, we went to church every Sunday, my mom worked, you know, for the church. Um, and I, I fell in love with the spirituality part of Catholicism. But as I grew up, I started to really see all of the cracks in in the teachings and and the way that things were. And I just like started to question things like, why can't I be a priest? Like, why can't women be priests? Like, that's so weird. And you know, (laughs) yeah, like what the heck, you know, and and just some of the things that they talked about, about like sex being a sin and like, you know, masturbation being a sin. And I'm like, I just, it, I never, I guess it started to like really rock my world and my sense of being. And then um, like fast forward, I was just always really into the cosmos. Like I would look up at the night sky and I would just get this longing. Like I'm one of those star seeds that like feels homesick, like all the time. And I actually had a really, really hard time in like being a functioning person in society. Like the mundane human things like of like going to the grocery store, like going to school every day, or like even like cooking for myself every day. I'm like, why? Like, why do I have to do this? This is so stupid. Like, I don't understand. And even the way that we use money, like I I had such a money wound for so long because I was like, like, I didn't understand why some people had it and some people were so poor and like we're living on the streets and how like you know, people would walk by these homeless people and not even like acknowledge them or look at them or care. And I was the one that was like, here, have all my money, you know? Um, so that's all over my middle son. He's like, mom, what do you have in your wallet? Like, give that guy what you have in your wallet. I'm like, okay. Like, it's always like, (laughs) right. And so I ended up like feeling really lost as a child and really listening to and following what my parents told me was the right way to live. And, you know, it was what they were programmed to do, which was to go to school. I had a really hard time figuring out what I was going to do in university. I ended up dropping out and then going back. Um, I had all these different jobs and it took me a really long time to figure out what it is that I wanted to be. And the one thing that, which again, a lot of us starseeds and intuitives are drawn to communications and marketing and public relations because it's like you get to wear a bunch of different hats right and you get to express yourself and you get to investigate things and so i went down that road and i ended up working you know for 13 plus years in in a corporate environment like climbing the corporate ladder and becoming this like over sexualized like boss lady that like (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah like it was because it's what i saw was needed to be successful that like i knew that i was semi okay looking and that I could use that to get my foot in the door. And once I got my foot in the door, I would wow everybody. And I would be like, you know, I would really have a lot to bring to the table. And I, I was very creative and I had a lot of ideas. 
Um, but I went down this huge, and, and again, my family um, coming from nothing, you know, coming from being very poor in Poland and then working their butts off. Um, and like all, like most of my family has immigrated here. Um, so there's like this big Polish mafia, but they also have become like very, like I will say materialistic because you know, to them owning a house is huge. And so they really take pride in like the material things in life because they didn't have them for so long. And so I thought that was the road to happiness. But anyways, fast forward, I never felt good in anything I was doing. I never, I was, and I was always searching for something else. Like, and, but I always looked to like external things. Like I would be like, this relationship's not working. And I know that like, we're just trauma bonding, but like, it's because you know what? We need a dog we need a dog that's gonna fix us or like it's the house the house is wrong we need a house we need a bigger house we need more space because we're on top of each other and it was just like things like that or it's like something didn't feel right and i was like i just need a new job and i would i would end up like trying to follow and trying so hard to like follow this path of like you know what i was taught would lead me to success but then would have like these like blow-ups and like like blow up my life and, and and like just because I couldn't handle it. But anyway, so fast forward to I mean that also is very, sorry to interrupt you, but that's a very like that's like the beginning stage of 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 an awakening, I really feel like. Um yes. you know, and that's why I started off with dating work because the first thing you're like, I gotta change like everything about my life. And that doesn't not to say that things need to be changed because I just recently did like a whole two years, you know, cycle of changing pretty much everything in my life. So, but, but usually that's the first sign that like, there's this feeling of, I need to like blow up everything, like cancel everything. Not that that's not correct. Cause like maybe you do have to change all those things, but um, you know, but realizing that it's, you know, it's, it's first before you do all of that stuff, know that, you know, even if you pack up your shit and you moved across the country, your shit is still going to follow you, right? So you have to take a minute to be like, well, let me clean out things so that I don't think it's like a new boyfriend or a new location or, or a new job. Like, let me find like the, you know, but it's usually the first, it's usually the first start. So that's, that's pretty basic, Camila. So I, we get yeah. that. And on top of this, I went un undiagnosed with um, this disorder that I, you know, I had and it and I finally got diagnosed later in life, but it's called premenstrual dysphoric disorder. So it's like, it's like before you get your period, you, you have really weird, like allergic reactions to the fluctuations of your hormones. And so it almost feels like PMS, but on crack. Oh, and before, yeah, and it, it was, it was, really it was a ride out of the month. That's good. Or something like that, right? Yes. Like, yes. Like, horrible for you know, as a, you know, cause PMS, you may, maybe get a heart one week, but you got like three weeks, you're good. But this one I heard, yeah, that you're getting like four days that are decent. And then the rest of the month is really hard. Right. And so every time, so, so I was going through this, trying to like really fit in, but then I also kept getting like these health rock bottoms throughout my life where I would be. And, and that's the other thing about like me being a star seed too. And before knowing it, like I would just get like weird things that would happen to me. Like I would catch weird illnesses. I would just start to like, I was allergic to everything. Like I was like, I was a child that was like covered in like sores and like hives. And again, like anytime that I would think that I had found my groove or found my path, it's like my health would rock bottom me, rock bottom me and continue. And this continued throughout my twenties and my thirties. And then, um, I went through an intense health rock bottom 
two years ago. And that was really the catalyst for all of this. And this rock bottom uh, landed me on medical leave. And so I had a few months off to just really like have this like deep dark night of the soul and like really figure out what I wanted to do. And that's what eventually led me to you. Mm, And it was a, yeah. And it was a series of like weird coincidences and of just like really following my intuition. You know, I'd done, I I ended up doing some of the program, like other programs. um, But I kept feeling like there was something else, like, like I, like I was like trying human design. I was trying like getting into like the manifestation stuff. I was trying to like get into, um, like, you know, all of these other modalities, like, oh, maybe I'll do Reiki and, but nothing ever like really felt right. And then I remember just being like, okay, like life, like, tell me what it is. Like, what do you want me to do? And, um, and the next day I heard you on a podcast and it was, yeah, Jordan, was, right? Jordan yeah, it was on the balance Bod podcast and it, I was walking in the woods and the, it was crazy, Nikki, the trees started to talk to me. Like they just, the wind picked up and it was like, love these stories. <laughs> and it was like, I just like, couldn't ignore it. Like they were like, like the, the trees came alive and they were like, this is what you need to do. <laughs> I love it. You know, it's funny. I, um, you know, people always, people tend to ask me for like business advice. And I'm like, do you guys want to hear my, like what I do? I like sit in the morning, I pray for my people and I'm like, spirit guides, I set you free, find your people, bring them to me. <laughs> that is it my, worked. I think that's what I, so I'm like, yes, yeah, see the trees are, they're, they're with me. And, uh, I love that story. Yeah. Oh, we're all connected. So yeah. And so like the program, like I, I can't talk about it enough. Like um, it was the most life-changing, like I'm trying not to cry because it honestly felt for the first time in my life, like I belonged somewhere and it felt like I was doing what I was meant to do. And as soon as I started the course, cause I had done soul seeker and soul leader before. Cause I was like, I couldn't wait. I was waiting for soul teacher, but like, I couldn't wait. Um, and all of my guides started to come online and they came to me first through animals. Okay. And then I remember the night before soul teacher started, that was when I had my first ET visitation and yeah, ET visitation. Um, cause I'm sure that people here have had them and they don't even know that they've had them. So yes. Would you mind? So, yes. Yeah. So what happened with me is, um, I was learning how I was starting to learn how to astral travel or astral project because I know that I'd been doing it like in my dream time. Like I always had really, really crazy wild dreams and almost like prophetic dreams where like things would come true. I could like I always knew when a family member was dying. I also throughout my whole childhood and life um, always was scared of the dark because I know I had visitations as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can also I'm also a medium to you where a lot of um, you know, ghosts and family members that have passed will come and visit me. And I really had to, and it really freaked me out at first as a child. And I really shut that part of myself off because I was like, I don't, this is too scary. I don't want to do this. But it was when my grandfather died that he started to really come, come to me. He came to me for a little bit. And now I don't, I think he's on it, you know, on his journey and he's not as accessible um but he really came to me and the craziest thing that happened to me was i got this visitation first from my dad's 
mom, so my grandma, whom I've never met in my life. She died when my dad was a teenager. She came to me and she said, you're a starseed. You are not from here. Your dad's not from here and your sister's not from here. And (laughs) yeah. And she started showing me this different type of energy that we all have. And she's like, it's time for you to know who you are. And she said a couple of other things to me. And then all of a sudden I'm astral traveling. And now I know them as my Syrian family. They came to me and they started to do this huge activation on me where, and started like adorning me with like this, like golden armor. Like I started to get my light weapons. Um, they really, they, it was like a ceremony of like, they were like, you are coming home. Like you are awakening to yourself. It was beautiful, but it was freaking scary AF (laughs) also. But what the craziest thing was, was when I, I didn't know what to do with this information, but I called my dad the next day and I told him, and he says to me, it's my mom's birthday today. Oh my gosh. I'm getting chills. (laughs) No freaking way. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like if you had any, I love that. And I actually have something like that with your reading with me. If you have any doubt, like it's just nice to get those like crazy coincidences. Like it's just. And that, exactly. And that was the validation that I needed to be like, okay, I'm not making this up because I'd always been drawn to the term star seed. Like I said, I grew up watching ancient aliens. I was, obs- I am obsessed with like ETs, anything cosmic. Like it is. Like I've, I've, I haven't wanted to admit it because of like, you know, because of like what people think about it. But like, that is like my, like I get Ladywood, like thinking about it. Like I am obsessed with it. Like I will spend. There's always like a group in Soul Teacher. Chelsea was my first. So in our first Soul Teacher, Chelsea, who you guys know as uh, like our go-to astrologer, right? I remember like midway through the program, she's like, kind of it made me feel like those times like when people weren't allowed to worship Jesus and they would do the little like fish <laughs> or whatever she's like she looked at me differently and she's like so what do you think about aliens and I'm like Chelsea do you want to talk about ETs like do you <laughs> so there's always somebody in the group that's like dying to come out even more you know so like that happens every group so that was you also who else is with you that was really um was it, Man- no, not Mandy, uh, Allie, right? Like Allie. Yeah, but also Jamie and Shule. So what was beautiful too is that after the program, I started to have all of these like readings with all of like all of my sisters, right? And I realized that like I was giving them really pertinent and like useful information that they could use in, in like their practice and like their intuitive business. And I did a reading on Jamie and I did a reading on Shule and I started to see that like we are and we have been like almost like every few weeks getting together and like doing these like activations on each other and like live channeling with each other. Um, And it's been beautiful. But yeah, like we are all super like like we have been our souls have been working together for lifetimes and, you know, you and this program really brought us back together. Um, but the other thing that's beautiful too is, so as you know, I was coming online, I was learning soul teacher. It was so beautiful. I loved every part of it. Yes. I went through the ego death through the healings as we all do. (laughs) Um, and then, yeah, I just, it was, it was, I was just like really picking it up really quickly, 
and I had felt like I had been doing it for lifetimes, but it wasn't until Soul Teacher ended that I really, really like got into the Starseed stuff. Yeah. And it was because, yeah, and it was because, um, again, it was like, I just started to follow my bliss. Mm -hmm. And I realized that all of my readings just ended up going there. <laughs> Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's natural too. Like, you know, like you kind of get out of the container and then like you really find yourself afterwards. So speaking of, um, oh, we never got into an ET visitation. I had one, uh, my first one here in North Carolina, um, I, you know, that I know of, that I remember. I'm sure I've had others. I just kind of wasn't like aware of it, but it is like, unlike, I mean, I've been, you know, I've done all the things and obviously, I mean, I can journey like no other, you know, like I can, I can get places and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I remember, so I was in the middle of the night, which is like, not nice. Like, fuck you guys, man. Like, why, why, like, can it not just be, you know, can it be like, I don't know, but maybe I think if it were my waking eyes and like in my office, I would probably be freaked out too. But anyways, I remember, um, my experience was I was asleep. I was dreaming and I was dreaming that I was being like, um, what, what do you call it? Like uh, the light was bringing me to the little spaceship, right? Like, like, mm -hmm. like beam me up. Like I was beaming up into this, like, so I was having a dream that I was in line and there was a few other people in line, but it was very, it was like, I was like in a, it was so strange. I was in a, um, a parking lot. It was dark and there was like only like three people there with me, but there was a lot of protection around like I almost saw like two people ahead of me. I didn't know the people ahead of me, but I was like, what is happening? And there was a lot of protection around us. Um, but it was like this back alley, you know, you know, the, I even remember like the floor being like a little wet and it was cold. It was so bizarre. Like it really, really felt like I was there, you know, and I was like being brought up to this like spaceship, like just exactly what you would imagine. And then all of a sudden, like all the visuals went away. And then all that was happening to me was like the, ET, which was what was really creepy was like, they were like in my head. So obviously like I am, I mean, master channeler, I can like pull information, no problem. I, I'm telepathic, all that kind of stuff. But this was a te telepathy that like I had never experienced before. Cause usually my telepathy is almost like, um, I, can read energy. I understand it. And then like my, my own voice, like translates it for, like gives it to me basically. So it's kind of like, I have like an intuitive voice. that's constantly talking to me, but this was like, just not, it was completely felt like something was in me and it was not my voice. And I mean, I remember having to like open my eyes and like touch Benny. I'm like, am I alive? Like what? is happening. Like I'm touching, like, and I, re I think I told him in the middle of the night and he was like, Oh my gosh, my poor wife. Like, like what? And the next morning I was like, Benny, I was visited. Like, you don't even know. And I had like a lot of activation and I didn't, uh, you know, I was so surprised. I made like myself a little voice note, but it was the beginning of a lot of activations from then until like now. And it was actually like a month after I moved from Miami. Is and that that's usually how it starts. And that's exactly how it starts. So first of all, there's a, you know, and I had been making jokes. Sorry, Camila, just yeah. to share you guys. Um, I had been like asking for a visitation for a long time. I was, you guys watching me on Instagram. Like I was even making jokes about it. Like Benny had made this funny, like crop circle kind of, um, you know, and it was probably like two weeks after that. I was like, come on. Uh, I was like, you guys, uh, what do you think? Is this like a bad, you know, 
uh, cut that Benny made on the grass? Or is this, a, you know, are the aliens finally like visiting me or whatever? So I was constantly like cracking jokes and like asking for the visitation. And then it, it came. Exactly. So that's exact. That's typically how it starts is first of all, you, you have to, like, you can start to feel the energy. Um, and it almost starts like a little whisper, like a little like niggling feeling that like something wants to, like there's something out there. Um, but in order to really start to work with them, you, we all have free will. There's laws of the universe that they have to abide by as well. There's the law of non-intervention. So you really have to invite that contact in. And you also have to be ready for it. Because I remember the first few times I was like, show me yourself. <laughs> I am ready. <laughs> and they would come and they it would come into me. Yeah. That's how I knew it was different than um, a spirit guide or, you know, whatever. Like I like it was so different than what I do on a day to day basis. Like it was so real. Um, and I saw the face like that's what. Yeah, it was it was the coolest thing ever. It is. And so, yeah. And so I remember when I did that, they. I started to feel them and I started to see them and I was like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Never mind. Abort. <laughs> abort. abort. <laughs> Just kidding. Abort mission. JK. <laughs> um, and then, you know, and then they were like, okay, like, we want to work with you. So let's just start doing this slowly. And it was like, just slow activations where they wouldn't show me themselves. I could just feel them, but I could really feel them when they were doing activations and they started doing activations on me in my room and they would come again at night. And the reason why they come a lot at night is also because, um, there's, there's something with the energy like at night where they're not as de detectable. There's not a lot, of, there's not a lot of people around to like, to really see them and, and, there's also not that much interference because a lot of people are sleeping, um, but also because of our nervous systems, right? So a lot of people want to connect with ETs, but in order to really like hone in that connection, you really have to calm your nervous system and you have to almost be in that state of like in between theta. being awake. Yeah, theta, in between being awake and being asleep. And that's when they really, really start to come. And so that's how the visitations really started to happen. And then it was when I started to do the readings that it just started to become like fluid. And that's the one thing that I will say to you without with ET visitations is like, they're not just going to come down and talk to you just for your ego's fulfillment, you right. know, just because like, you're like, I need you to prove to me that you exist and I want to talk to you. They're not just going to come through for that. Like they're really interested in communicating with humans. Um, who are going to do something with that information and they're specifically interested in starting connections and telepathic communications with humans who are going to share that information to the masses mm -hmm. and so that now i know is why when i started to do you know the channeling started to come online and when i was doing my readings and i was starting to share this information on social media that's when that part of me really began to get activated and that's when i started to have awakenings to the fact that I have hybrid children that which we'll talk about that I I am you know started to get visitations from my star family from and really starting to talk to all of the other ET races and learning from them what they want and why they're here 
and all of the different galactic programs that are out there. And again, it was that level of just like being like really curious, like having that like childlike, like innocent curiosity, but then also being like, okay, cool. I'm going to use that information. I'm going to share it with the world. And mm-hmm. so that is. So you find it to be like an important piece of the puzzle. Like usually there, cause I, cause I guess maybe to to an extent, maybe it's a bit of a risk for them to, to come and visit. So it's like, it has to be like a worthy, maybe like a worthy risk. I don't know. Like, um, almost like if they're going to come, they are hoping like they're not just coming for the sake of coming. They're coming because they're, they're really trying to spread this mess, this message of like, Hey, we're around like, Hey, there's more, you know, that kind of stuff. So they're really trying to, um, it doesn't mean you have to be I don't know, some sort of like public figure or anything like that. But it just means that like, you're going to be somebody who's willing to share the experience, even with if it's just one other person. Um, So it seems to be like, that's what they're looking for. And probably like an energetic, um, you know, connection, right? Like being able to come through. Exactly. And that's what it is too, is like, it's, it's the, it takes, it actually takes them a lot of energy to be able to telepathically speak to us. They talk to us all the time. They send us messages all the time. Like, and it can be through feelings or through, you know, energy or different signs. Right. But to actually have them speaking to you through your brain, it actually takes a lot of energy from them. And so they, you know, they are, they are, they work like, like the most precise, like they have such precision with like, they look at all the people and it's like, okay, this person is ready. And also this person is actually going to do something with this information. And like, again, you don't have to be a public speaker. You don't have to like scream from the rooftops. I talk to aliens, but it's, you know, you have to be willing to accept this information. And, and because once you have those visitations, um, you're, you're not the same after like your whole bubble bursts, and like, you have to be ready for that. Like you have to be ready for what comes with, and it is, it is a gift to speak to them. It is a privilege to speak to them. Um, because, you know, again, we're living in this third density where we're not meant to remember our past lives, where really meant to have this human experience. And when we have these activations, we have these visitations, we have these connections with you know, our cosmic brothers and sisters, it completely changes us. Mm -hmm. And it results in you then, you know, having to be able to be okay with the fact that it's going to completely change you and completely change your life. Exactly. So that was definitely, why do you think they're, I don't know what the, I don't even know what the right word is, but like, why are they not physical? Right. So I really, you know, obviously obviously I've had like all sorts of crazy dreams, but I mean, I've never woken up and touched Benny to make sure I was still in the bed. Like that's, that's the big difference. Like I was like, I was just somewhere else. Um, so what, um, and I saw, but like, it was very different than a dream. Um, so why are they not like, why? And I think I got this question a lot too. People think that like when they're going to see like a past loved one, or if they're going to see a spirit guide, some of us are expecting like a physical, like a phys, like my eyes are open and I see this physical you know, 3D being, like, why isn't it not like that? So we're getting there and that is going to happen. We're just not ready. First of all, if they tried to come down here, the military would shoot them down. 
Right. And I believe that, Camila, because I honestly am open to all the things and it was very startling for me. And I realized what that meant, like you're not ready to see in physical form. So funny story, yesterday, Benny went to feed the animals. We have our, like our little farm animals. He walks into one of the stalls where the goats are. And all of a sudden he sees these two little like fur things on the floor. And he's like, he just freaked out. He was like, is that a raccoon? Like what is like, you know, he basically opened a door seeing something very unexpected. It was one of our goats gave birth and we didn't even know she was pregnant. So, (laughs) so we have these two little baby goats right now. They're so cute. But anyways, the point is that like, he was so startled that I'm telling you the rest of the day, his brain was like, because it's kind of like if one day you have a baby, you had no idea you were pregnant, you know, so that's how it felt for us. Like we are the parents of these animals. We had no idea she was pregnant. And then like just from one day to the next, but he opens the door. And of course our kids were like, dad, you've been doing a good, a bad job. I bet those babies were like hiding in the corner. And he's like, no, like I, like I go through it, but it's kind of the same feeling. Like he was so startled by seeing this so unexpected that the rest of the day he was like having a heart. It was so strange, but that's kind of, um, you know, we, we aren't like, I think we all want to think we are, but we're really not. And I wonder why. Uh, programming. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's many, many theories and, and, you know, people have a lot of ideas as to like what happened and, and all of that. Um, like why we're not part of the galactic federation, why we don't have access to them. Um, and there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there, but at the end of the day, you know, what I really truly am seeing is that like that is going to happen and it's already starting to happen. And I know, you know, that, you know, the new children that are coming in, the sun children, the crystalline children, the hybrid children that are going to be coming in is really the first step to our ascension and to our, you know, having our place in the galactic federation. And what I mean by that also is just to like, um, start to have, a voice in what's going on in this universe. And what's interesting about that is, is that we have to, before that happens, we can't, we can't even get along with our own race. Like we can't even, you know, like how are we expected to be working in harmony with other ET races who are going to look completely different than us? Some of them are some of them are the most craziest looking creatures that I've I, like out of my wildest imagination couldn't even dream up. We can't even get along with our neighbors. Exactly. You know? So, I mean, I think it's definitely, we're heading there. And I think that everything that's going on in the world, and I know a lot of people don't want to talk about it. And a lot of intuitives don't want to talk about it, but our world is on fucking fire right now and things are falling apart. And mother Gaia is really, cleansing and purging a lot of the trauma that has been that she has been holding on to our collective trauma and people are really really starting to wake up but you know people think of like the the aquarian age and the golden age and all of that like this isn't going to happen overnight right like this is going to happen probably in the next 10 to 20 years. And there's going to be a lot of changes and transformations that need to happen before we get to the point where we're going to have aliens landing here. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. Um, Speaking of hybrid children, what is a hybrid child? Okay. So I, this year, oh, I'm getting goosebumps. So I, this year, um, started to have visceral rememberings of 
giving birth to hybrid children mm. and starting to have visitations from my hybrid children. And hi so hybrid children are, it's this hybrid program where, well, first let's go back to the beginnings of humanity. Um, from what I'm channeling and what a lot of other, you know, cosmic channels are saying is that humans really are, um, you know, made up of a bunch of different ET races. Oh, I totally believe that. Yeah. There's not a doubt in my mind about that. Like, it's just so obvious to me. Right. And so we're known as this, you know, this blue pearl experiment throughout the galaxy where they a lot of different et races came together and created us right and so this is this experiment of like you know how can these et races start to to, to work more in harmony and how can we have more balance in the universe and so without getting too far into like the theory and of like what's going on we also have this hybrid children program and it's basically there's a ton of and, and a lot more and more starting to awaken to this uh, of beings that are being, you know, born um, and created using half human DNA and half different types of ET races DNA. And they're really these hybrid children. I actually channeled one the other day for a client and it was so beautiful. Um, there's been different like waves of them and there have been different like the first wave of them and then like several ones after where they're really like starting to get like the, the mixture and like, <laughs> like, you know, the science behind it, like, like, um, like in a really good place. But these children are starting to come through. They're starting to incarnate and the first waves of them, you can already see them. There's some people out there. Like if you look at Shule Ozak from our group, like she yeah. is a hybrid. She looks like a snake. Like she, she does. Like she's like a serpent or something. There's yeah, something exactly. Like, so she is, so there's already these hybrid children that have been born who look, um, so who they look have more human alien. parents. Sorry, they have human parents, right? Like yes. they from, you know, two human parents. Yes. And then um, how does her mix come in? So it's basically like that. So how it works typically is like they, there's two ways that they come through. So they can come through with that mother or that father. And it's usually the mother has some kind of contract where their DNA is harvested, whether they are, you know, consciously aware of that or it's happening unconsciously, their DNA is harvested and used to create that being. And that being then uses the Arcturian portal to then come through, a, a, you know, another human being. And usually these hybrid children that are coming through are coming through to starseed, to starseeds and to wanderers. And the reason why is because they are here to really like fall into their purpose really quickly. And they don't want to go through the same programming that we as children went through, you know, like they are here and they want, they are here to mess things up. They are here to be the change makers, the way showers. And so when they come in uh, and they incarnate, they have more like ET DNA in them than human DNA. Like there's a mixture. And throughout over the next few decades, 
and again, like timelines are shifting so quickly that it's really hard to, you know, before they were telling me it's not going to be for another 20 years. Now they're like, you know what? It could be 10 years. It could be five years. I was getting that too in my channels for 2022 that there's going to be these like scientific testings almost like different things that we're going to be able to detect from yes. our like blood and all. And it's coming from like, you know, wanting to test for COVID and all that kind of stuff. But um, that I can see totally like us being able to even see that those differences in the DNA. Right. And so I started to have these awakenings to the fact that um, a lot of my reproductive illness, because I have really, really painful periods. Like I also have um, something called dysmenorrhea, which is like you, when you get your period, you're in so much pain. My gynecologist said it actually feels like you're giving birth each month for days. Um, and again, like starting to wait, awaken and have these rememberings of being taken on a ship, a starship, mm -hmm. and having my DNA extracted. Um, and, you know, starting to have these rememberings of there being gray beings, and <laughs> a lot of other different types of beings, and then having these children coming through to me and starting to speak to me. And there's one child that I work with in particular, her name is Bella. And she's kind of like the ambassador of the hybrid children. And a lot of other channels actually have picked up on her as well. But she came to me and I actually started seeing her when I was in, in my 20s. And I actually thought she was a spirit baby. Um, but she has now come to me and said, no, like I'm the ambassador for the hybrid children program for the hybrid program. And you're my mother. Mm. And she looks she looks very much like me. She has dark hair. She has really light eyes, but her eyes are like really, really, really big. And the interesting thing about this program is, so what's going to start to happen is as the waves of incarnations continue, these children are going to start to look more and more alien. They're going to start to have like their intuitive abilities and their gifts are real and their superpowers are going to be more and more pronounced. And that's how we are really going to start to, as a collective, start to feel like more comfortable with the fact that you know, if it's your child that's coming through, that's an alien, you're going to be a little bit more, you know, loving to that being yeah. than if, you know, it's someone just landing. And, and, and the other thing that's really interesting about this hybrid children, the hybrid children are, um, I actually like in this past year have been present for the birth of them. So there was this one time where I'm literally sitting in my bathtub and it's like, it's time to give birth. <laughs> and um, I gave birth to twins and it was, I had uh, one of them looked very like gray being uh, very actually like draconian almost like and, and like gray slash gray slash reptilian had a tail, but like had a human face. It was, it was really, really interesting. And then one was like very, very, um, like elemental looking, like almost like, like mermaid looking. Um, and I got to name them and I got to breastfeed them and I got to hold them and then they got ripped away from me. <laughs> Do you feel like you were in another dimension? Like what yes. is, yeah. Like it's a kind of, you know, there's this timeline situation where, you know, there's so many things happening at the same time. So you were just kind of switching into that, that state. 
Yeah, and it's 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 this beautiful ceremony that happens to me where this high priest, the Syrian high priest, comes and he tells me it's time. And there's just all these priestesses that are around me doing this dance and this ceremony. And then I give birth, and I actually have to like push and like do the whole like screaming. And then I get to be with them. And then all of a sudden, they always like grow up really fast. Like they don't stay they don't stay as babies for very long. Goats came out with like hair, and they're walking. I don't get that. What the f? It's crazy. They almost looked on hay the first day. I was like, wait a second. You got some alien goats, Nikki. (laughs) And I told my husband, I'm like, maybe alien. I don't know. Maybe either Santa dropped them off, or the ETs dropped them off. Like, because we're so confused about where these babies came from. But maybe you know, it's like that. Like, it's just kind of a faster. um, Like when they come, you know, they just they grow up a little bit faster. Yeah. And then, so it's interesting because they're showing me that they are, they, they have caretakers, um, they have, and they learn how to live on earth. And so this one being that I channeled for one of my clients, his name was Zeus. And he told me that he, he was obsessed with his hair. He had gray hair. That's why they called him Zeus. And it had like a lightning bolt, a white lightning bolt in his hair. And he was saying that he's, you know, drawn, you know, he gave me, he, he came across as like almost like five, six years old. Um, and he was so excited to speak to his mom. This was actually, uh, Marisa Mm. and, um, he was so excited to speak to his mom and he was saying to her that, you know, he just, he can't wait for her to see his hair and that they, today they were learning how to go grocery shopping and that they had to like buy apples and learn how to like make food with the apples. And he was saying like, it was just like, I can't make this shit up. Like it was just it and his energy situation going on and will they ever meet or you know it's kind of like we don't know it's it's a it's a it's kind of like finding your your soul family at some point so i have met some of my hybrid children that have incarnated and i know right away and it is so freaky like there's been times where there's this woman that that i know and again i don't want to like say who she is but her child was obsessed with me her daughter i met her daughter um it was through a friend of a friend and i was i was over at this friend's house and she had her both her and this daughter was just looking at me like like staring at me and was like wanting to hug me and i had shingles at the time right so because i was really sick and i was like i'm sorry like i can't touch you but she just looked at me and i knew i'm like you're my child i was like okay and the mom is like i don't know what it is but like i actually facetime with her now um, because this child is just so drawn to me, talks about me all the time. So there are those experiences where, like, you yeah, you kind of like a past life situation. I, I was at a basketball game yesterday for my daughter, and I was like just waiting in line to buy something from the concession stands. And this little boy, probably like seven, he was with his grandmother. He runs up to me. I've never seen him in my life. He hugs me and he puts his head on my shoulder. And the grandmother's like, "I'm so sorry. He's been dying to hug you." I was like, "It's okay." Like sure <laughs> so i was like i was thinking to myself he probably just recognizes me from something from somewhere like there's something that we've you know done together and i'm, I'm okay with that we're just recognizing each other i get it is so, that beautiful yeah it was beautiful i was like i was like and i was just happy to see that that little boy like existed i was like yes that you're like going with it you know who you need to hug you're recognizing who you need to recognize i was like yes i was so happy about that so um hybrid children is definitely one of the I don't know if we want to call it archetypes, but that we're seeing any other uh, like star seed or in the realm of star seed archetypes that you're getting excited about or that are kind of calling you lately that you would like to talk about. So I have been attracting Venusians. 
um, like crazy. And so I'm seeing that there's these two factions, these two councils, one on Mars and one on Venus. And they are like a collection of ET beings. Um, so the one on Venus is run by goddess Hathor. They're also called the Hathors. And a lot of the other like divine feminine masters. Um, and like, it's almost like they're collecting souls to incarnate on earth who are really here to heal uh, the divine feminine wound. Do you think, is it, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but because I've seen some of this in my reading. Um, do you, is it kind of like, have you ever seen, um, what's that movie? Oh my gosh, why am I blanking? The superhero movie, but with the woman, um, not Captain America, what the hell? Wonder Woman. Have Wonder Woman. That? Yes. So, you know, in the beginning, they're on this like planet, basically. Yes. That yes, exactly. Yes. Because I've actually seen this in my readings because I can see the origins of souls and I'm like, oh, you're from this place. And I'm like, it's another planet. It's like very, you know, divine, interesting. And there is kind of this goddess vibe, but I didn't have yes. a name for it. So that's so, okay. So these Venusians, so some of like the, like if you, I, I, I did a couple of readings, but like, so Chelsea Jewell is like an amazing um, Venusian, like an example of, of a Venusian. So they are, um, they are like really interesting because they're very different. Like they're really here to like redefine what it means to be a woman. They're very eccentric. Um, they're beautiful beings, but not in like the most, uh, traditional way that you would think of like beauty. Um, they actually have a, lot, a hard time finding partners because their energy is just so strong. Um, and they're really here to be influencers and to, they, they're very drawn to the arts, to, to creativity, to astrology, to intuitive work, um, but also to like being artists and creatives. And so like, um, like Rihanna is a great example of a Venusian. Um, another one that I always think of is like Donatella, um, Donatella Versace. Yeah. Frida Kahlo was a Venusian. And the, the interesting thing about What's that? She just showed up. I have goosebumps. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So the interesting thing about the Venusians is that um, they're just they just have this badass energy where it's like I don't care I don't care what you think I'm supposed to be or who I'm supposed to be. I'm here to like break the glass ceilings. Like Sarah Sarah Blakely from mm -hmm. um, is it Spanx? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she's a Venusian, and they're just like really here to shatter those glass ceilings for what it is to be a woman but also their main message and every time i i channel goddess hathor it's 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 so interesting because she's so angry <laughs> but like just passionate right like she's always like you humans <laughs> like you humans keep expecting like someone to come down from the sky and save you from your hell you're creating your hell like she's always very like there's no one coming to save you you can you are only you can save yourselves and it's like, um, so the, the Venusians are really here to show people that like, it's okay to go against the grain and it's okay to be different. And it's okay to like, fuck it. And just like, do your own thing and follow your bliss and like be successful. Right. Mm -hmm. And like to, to do things differently. And then there's the Martians who are ran by, uh, Melchizedek. And yeah. And they're like more, I would say like the light warriors and it's, it has more of a masculine energy, but there's still like, there's still um, like females there too. 
but they are their mission is like really really here to um like it's a lot more of a protection um when they come down and they incarnate it's really here to make sure that we're not getting interference from some of these negatively polarized beings um and again to really redefine what a divine masculine is and so a lot of these males that are being that are incarnating are really starting to like be okay with their emotions and like are really um like you know wanting to like really be involved in being like parents and like just really redefining what it is to to like be a male and like um actually benny gives me martian vibes a little bit <laughs> i was gonna say also i i I I don't know if you'd be open to it, but I'm going to book a reading for Oliver, our middle son. Yes. Um, he probably won't be able to like hand you know handle full hour or whatever, but I think it's important for so that which actually brings me into our reading together. Like I think for him, it's important to uh, he had Latoya did a reading for him mm-hmm. and he like really remembered himself. It was really interesting and. Um, I think it's important. I mean, that's why I love readings. I think a lot of readings are really just there to remind you of your origins, like, you know, what you really are at a soul level. You know, that's really definitely for me what I'm always trying to do in the readings. But that's definitely what your reading did to me in a cosmic way, right? So, like, um, I focus, you know, maybe on the soul, and this is like another version of the soul. And what came through in our reading was the Blu rays. So um, can, can you explain a little bit about the Blu-ray? Yes. What, what you and know. I, of course, had a Blu-ray visitation right before, uh, you know, I knew we were doing this podcast. And of course, it was the most beautiful experience. But the Blu-rays are the most mysterious beings. There's not a lot, you know, they've been really mysterious. There's not a lot like that has been talked about them. They've kind of are. And there's a lot of these ET races that are like lingering and are here, but they're just not being they're, they're more in the background, right? Like they're more like, 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 even like, if you think of like the avians, um, there's not a lot of them incarnating here and they're not really like, they're not really showing up, but they're actually doing a lot for us. But the interesting thing about the Blu-rays is that they're the cosmic travelers. And so I started getting all these downloads about Blu-rays, um, in the last two weeks. And this is what happened. So, um, this Blu-ray being all of a sudden, again, I'm being taken on the ship, but the ship is completely different. It is completely made of glass. It was this triangle, triangle shape, um, spaceship completely made of glass. So I could like, and I was like floating in the clouds and this blue being comes, you know, comes forward, this Blu-ray being, and he gave me the name Tobias and he's like, you can call me Toby. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) And then all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. I know you. He's like, yeah, you do. And he's like, I've been working with you since you were a child. When I was in grade three, I got this life-threatening disease and nobody knew what it was. I almost died. I was in the hospital. Like my church was like praying for me. My parents were like getting ready to like call in the priest to like give me my last rites. Like they had no, I was dying. Like my, my entire body was shutting down. And out of nowhere, all of a sudden, this one doctor was like, I think she has Kawasaki disease, but it like Kawasaki disease is something that newborns get but i was like in grade three and and it ended up curing me like the like the, like the final hour and he's like that was me and i was like he's oh, like that about this story this is like an important story <laughs> story you almost died when you were three and toby shows up but anyways okay we're meeting toby now yeah so we're meeting toby now and so he 
here here's what toby has to say and oh i can like totally feel him um but so they're really re ready to start talking about he's really ready to start sharing who the blue rays are and the blue rays are the cosmic travels the travelers they don't have a home planet they really are a collection of beings who travel all over the universe and they also are they're giving me like um they're almost like the the top like overarching um like faction or council and and because of that they don't actually have to abide by a lot of the universal laws that other et races have to abide by and so they're able to really like travel through time and space um and they're actually able to infringe on free will and so what that but if they take this very seriously and they don't just do it for like shits and giggles like this is what he's showing me with like me dying like he came in and saved me and 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 did that because he knew that i was going to i like my life mattered and i right and, and talk about I was, toby in this podcast in 2021 <laughs> right i was here to talk about toby so he he infringed on free, you know on the law of intervention and what he's showing me is that they are like miracle workers and the message that he has for you nikki is because nikki you are a blu-ray being um i actually also get like the blu-rays are uh they have like these magical gifts like that um like they they are walking miracles they can they can you know they can touch somebody and that person will have a spontaneous healing um they the other thing that's really interesting about them is they transmute really dense energies so i know you feel this but they actually blu-rays are able to really take really really dense energy like really really dark entities really really dark energies and transmute that energy into the light and so they have these like capabilities that are beyond a lot of what the other et races have and they also have this like veto card that they can use to like you know to kind of like not have to follow all the universal rules but what's interesting i'm just like reading my notes because i like actually wrote like a page of things for you so i'll try and like be really really quick about this but the thing that toby really wants all of us to know but especially you as a blu-ray nikki is to learn to expect miracles and that he wants you to know that you are a walking miracle and that when you allow yourself to really like bloom and really allow yourself to sink into the fact that you are this multi-dimensional celestial being that not only are you able to bring miracles into fruition but that he also wants you to start to believe in miracles and to start to expect miracles especially this next year of 2022 and for you, Nikki, he's showing me that this is going to be a pivotal year for you and that what's happening right now with you, and I know that you've been feeling some of this energy too, is that your parts of your human are dying off and your blue ray energy is really starting to become activated and really starting to come online. And to really, to surrender to this, 
And I know that you have been, you know, we all know this about you. You're like, go, go, go all the time doing a million things at once. And that's fine. But as you step into this more multidimensional being and remember that you have the capability to travel beyond time and space that you have, that you are a walking miracle that to really like start to expect miraculous things to happen in this next year for you. And just to really start to allow yourself and give yourself the grace to really like step into this new being and let go of these human parts of Nikki that no longer serve you because there is this whole beautiful celestial cosmic world that is waiting for you on the other side. Thank you, Camila. You're welcome. So everybody, I will have my talk with Camila later, but <laughs> that's a great example of what a part of your readings are like. And, you know, the minute you start talking and Toby was showing up, like just the, all the activation was starting when I was just kind of sitting back and receiving it. I wish you guys could see. Um, but yeah, now you just like banged me, but I can, I can move. I can take this and okay. that's, that's not okay. That's okay. But for those of you who feel like, did I just take a mushroom before I took, to, you know, listen to this episode, you know, it's, it's hard to, to receive all these things to um, maybe believe it too, for sure. I, I, I understand. Um, but what I would say is that it's not even about the words many times or, you know, kind of like, you know, what you define as or whatever. There are people like Camila and, you know, that are, are these channelers of these different activations basically. So that's what I really received from you, Camila, in our first session um, was, I mean, of course, the, all the detail was amazing. I hadn't heard of Blu-ray and it's hard, like for those of you who are my like, oh, well, whatever, you know, I can make up that I'm blah, 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 or I feel like I'm this. And it's hard to kind of get confirmation. And Camila definitely can give you confirmation, which is amazing. But, you know, there's always, you'll, you'll be surprised. Like if you're you're, you will receive the synchronicities. So like when I, when Camila, you know, Camila and I have never talked about this part of me, she gives me this information. And I mean, I can't make this stuff up, but number one, as a kid till this day, I close my eyes and I don't see dark. I see a blue diamond, always have never thought much about it. I, as I started to get into intuitive work, I was like, oh, I guess I just see my third eye, but no, it's blue. It's not, and my third, like to me, the third eye is purple. Um, even like when Camila started talking, I could see purple around her because I, I saw her psychic energy. So to like, I wouldn't even, you know, after a while, I was like, that's not what it is. Um, she tells me that. And here's the kicker, guys. My mom growing up, her nickname for me and my brothers. So I'm curious about my brothers, but was always Los Azules, which is the blues. Like, and I would always ask her, I'm like, why the hell are you calling us a color? Like, why are we the blues? Um, she would, she would also call me La Flor, the, fl the flower, which has been, sh has shown me like why that is that. Um, but the blues, I mean, so bizarre, right? Like you can't, you just can't. And then, you know, get this information about being a Blu-ray and actually like the nickname for the Blu-ray is the blues. If you read anything right. about Blu-rays, they call them the blues, um, which is like what my mom has always called me in Spanish. 
So there you go, guys. You can't like, you can't make that stuff up. And, um, you know, when you get those kind of readings, when you get like time with Camila, I hope you do, if you can get a spot, it's really about um, gathering pieces back to you. And that you've, you know, between that visitation that I had right when I moved here, having you, Camila, um, has brought so many pieces to me. The Blu-rays have been very, um, which I am a Blu-ray. So it's kind of a weird situation because it's like, I, I can channel them, but I'm also like, I am them. So it's a interesting kind of like finding myself type of thing. But um, even like, it's, it's funny. I'm like closing up a lot of things in Soul Academy. Soul Academy obviously is going to still run, but we have like new teachers coming in to teach. And there's, um, I'm finishing, I'm like writing the book that is like everything and anything about Soul Academy, but like in a book, it's this beautiful, you know, activate your intuition book. And it's like all these things that just need to get closed out because there's this new stuff that's coming for me. And I feel like all I have is like first quarter of 2022. Like that's it. It's like ready or not, Nikki, because I could be a little bit of a perfectionist. Um, and I'm, I am like the grandmother in many ways. So I'm always just like, I'm the mother that is like leaving the kids with the nanny and being like, wait, but do you, do you have the chips? And did you get like the book? <laughs> And like, he needs three diapers. And like, my husband has to like drag me out of the house and be like, she'll figure it out. She's going to be okay. You know? So I'm definitely like in that stage right now, like handing off my children, um, knowing that I have to like go on this trip or whatever. But, um, you know, having that time with you is just a game changer, Camila. And I'm just so grateful. Well, thank you so much. But that's one of the most important things that I find too, is for many years when I found out that I was a star seed and I thought I was so many different types before I actually really nailed in what I was, right? Um, but people can get stuck there. It's like, oh, I'm a starseed. I'm from Sirius. I'm a Pleiadian. That's why I don't feel like I belong here. That's why I feel so different, you know? And it can be very, very validating. And it can also, for a moment, like it is like, yes, like, okay, everything that I have been feeling is true and everything that i have been like have been getting inklings about is true but the point of this is to not get stuck there to not allow that to be this badge of honor that like you are different from everybody else and that like so that means that you know you can just you know be separate and go on and be this black sheep and and carry this chip on your shoulder that's that's not what it's about and that's why i spend half of my reading yes diving into where you've come from but the second part of that reading is like, okay, now knowing this information, how are you going to use that? So you don't get stuck in that starseed phase that you actually start to bloom as this flower. You really start to use this information to start living out your mission. And a lot of starseeds, they have a specific mission. That's why they chose to incarnate here. That's why they're here. And it's like, how do we get you to move into using these, these special gifts that you have and these abilities that you have to help our planet, to do what you came here to do and to allow you to feel really confident in what you're doing. And it's, that's, that's like knowing where you came from is one part, but almost the more important part is what you're going to do with it and how you're going to use that. Because that takes you from being stuck in, I'm separate, I'm not from here. That doesn't help anybody that doesn't help you that actually causes a lot of discomfort and for many years i did feel a lot of discomfort feeling like i don't belong here i didn't belong here i, I don't understand why i'm here and i remember having a reading with chelsea and being like why am i here <laughs> you know and it's like that's not really helpful because that keeps you stuck in that moment of, of being separate from this earth but when you really start to like 
bloom or your plant to start to talk to mother Gaia. If you're feeling discomfort, if you feel like you don't really belong here, like start to, you know, start to work with the earth, start to get outside, start to really ground yourself, start to walk with your bare feet on the ground and say, I belong here. This is my home and allow also allow your gifts and your superpowers and your starseed abilities to start to like bring the change that you're here to bring because you're here to be different for a reason you're not here you know yeah you're here for a reason you're not here to sit at home watching Gaia on your couch for the rest of your life you know telling yourself that you're super special and different you're here to take this out into the world. You're here to be in finance. You're here to be, you know, because you're, you're here to be in the education system. You're here to be a teacher. You're here to be a mother. You're here to be an activist. You're here to have all these different roles and be a participant in humanity because that is how you change it, not from your couch. We're seeding all of, we are like seeding it in all of our own ways and bringing back all those different um, cosmic cultures is the way that I see it you know, that these different, um, ways, the Blu-rays make me feel like, like what I was getting a lot from them is like, almost like they have a certain kind of lifestyle. Um, they have like a cosmic lifestyle that is like working through me, which is really interesting. Like, it's very much like, you know, you think I was going to get like all these like deep lessons or something, but they're like, no, we're going to talk about lifestyle, like how you live, like how does one live? Um, so that's all I got so far, you guys, but that's it's coming, Nikki. Just wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Camila. I mean, I we can do like three episodes with you. Um, you're also a great channeler. So was wondering, as like my last question, like, um, what are your tips for because if you know, again, I, we have this on video, um, and maybe we can cut up the video, but you'll see you're talking to Camila and then she can switch into her channel where she's like letting things come through her. Her eyes are closed. She, her form changes even a little bit. She's a, she's a just naturally talented channeler. People are always trying to channel Camila and like, it's definitely something that like people want to do and it's cool to do. Uh, any, you know, tips or any kind of, have you ever like looked at your your process and you know overthought it or anything like that that you can share <laughs> yeah so channeling is interesting because my sometimes i'm completely ejected out of my body and an entity comes into my body and like my voice changes i don't remember a thing i'm just it's it's literally like camila get out of the way and then sometimes i'm conscious and i'm yes I, i'm channeling but and they're sending me images and they're talking through me but they're also i'm also there i'm also present but the thing about channeling is that I would say is that, again, it's one of those gifts that you, it comes online when you're using it for a specific purpose. If you want to start, if you're feeling the call to channel, um, the first thing I would do is like, make sure you're super, you're grounding yourself. You're super grounded, um, really connect to mother Gaia so that like, you're not doing damage to your body by constantly ejecting. Um, and then, it's this, I don't know, I, I don't know how to explain it, but you almost, you gotta get out of the way. You just have to get out of the way. You have to let your ego go. Um, you know, it's been years of like meditating. It's been years of really like, like, like practicing, um, getting really, really still and like really dropping into that theta um, energy. But a great way to start channeling is to have someone ask you a question and like kind of like let go like let go of who's coming through or what's coming through or like how they're going to come through 
it's really, really, or even like start to, to write, like you always talk about like when you're starting to start to like write it out, you can be, that's a good way to do it too, is to just like start to get the messages and start writing them out. And as you do it more and more, your process will continue to evolve. And it's, it's really like, again, it's like, be careful what you wish for, because I love channeling. I do, but it is freaking exhausting and it takes a lot out of me. And so I use it for when I need to, and I try not to, and that's interesting thing too, when I try and do it for groups. And when I try to do it like on camera with like the video, I almost get too much interference and it's almost like my ego can't get out of the way. But when I'm doing it in a session and I've already, and I'm connecting with that person's energy, it's like, it's, it's instantaneous. It's instantaneous. My body, like Camila just leaves and that, and that being just enters. Yeah. And there's that. that, Yeah. It's so fun to, to experience that in the, in the reading for sure with you. I know you probably don't, maybe you don't have to do it every single time, but, um, that was just really cool to watch. And yeah, like when you're trying to channel in group, it's just hard because there's just so much, um, you can feel like all the other energies there and you don't have to channel every time you guys, like I, I, the, my two words are channeling and connecting. So you can connect and connect to me is almost, um, I actually heard somebody explain it so well the other day, if I could just give this guy, it was a guy that does ET connection. Brandon, I'm forgetting his last name, but anyways, I thought he did such a good job of explaining what I feel connecting is. He's like connecting is like, you're picking up somebody's like another being's like thoughts and you're just mirroring them. And that's right. such a good explanation. So you're not, you don't have to let the, like nothing has to come through you, but you can still get like the messages and it's just like, you're connecting. So you're just, to me, it's like, you are, um, you know, you're connecting to that energy. You're like, okay, I can hear this thing. And then I am explaining it through my own words and then channeling, which is what we see Camila do every once in a while is really like she said, she gets out of her way. She gets out of the way. Like Camila leaves the building and it's, you know, it could be very exhausting and it doesn't, and like you were saying, like you're, it's a, it's like a, a different tool, like almost like you were a chef and you're like, okay, I, I got to bring out like the big mixer for this one. Like I, I and you just, you just kind of know when to use it, but you don't use it out of ego out of like, Oh, this is such a great performance. This would be awesome to use. Yeah. Yeah, like, totally. And like, like I do in my celestial soul readings, if you're coming to me and you're ready, I, I 99% of the time do channel because the people who already believe in ETs <laughs> and who are star seeds, it's like almost they're ready, but there is the odd time where I will, get a reading and you know, you get those people, they're like, I've been to three other psychics and, but I don't know what's, and they're all telling me the same thing, but like, I don't know what, I don't know what's wrong with my life. Right. And it's like, Hey, you're not ready. Like you're still so stuck in your, like in your process and that's fine. But there are times where, where I'm just like this, because that, that channeling, like you said in the beginning, Nikki, um, it's, it's not even about the words. It's about the energy that's being transferred. Yes. It's about activating. Like when I channel, I can feel my energy, like, like fucking shit up in your energy. It's it literally, it's that's this what activation. Toby was doing for me. I was like, Oh, thanks Toby. I'm in the middle of a podcast guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when you're in high school and your boyfriend starts like fingering you when you're like trying to talk to the parents, <laughs> you know, you're like, dude, man, I'm trying to keep it serious here. Please don't touch me while I'm trying to watch this movie where my dad is sitting in front of me. That's kind of what it's like, Camila. No? It is. Yeah, it is. Yes. I Thank mean, you, Toby. I, I love that. Pod, I was in the middle of my podcast episode, buddy. Stop so. fingering me, Toby. 
Oh God. We are like, we're going to keep it on there guys. Cause I, I, you know, that's just, my husband gets very embarrassed when I talk like that, but it's just, you know, it's the truth. I'm just trying to give you a good metaphor and I bet you all can go to that metaphor. So your metaphors are always colorful and appreciated, Nikki. <laughs> you know, it's like, I've been doing so many metaphors for so many years. That it's like, you just gotta, you gotta spice it up. Sometimes. New ones. Yeah. I gotta get new ones. So there we go. Fresh out of the Fresh I feel of- like I'm I'm the same way. Like I am so inappropriate, like with my <laughs> girlfriends and like with people. Like I always like shame people. Like I, I'm and I'm very like I always talk very sexually too. So I feel like it's just our energy is. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a tad inappropriate, but whatever. What's appropriate these days? I have a I'm raising a Gen Z daughter, so nothing is inappropriate anymore. Even though she gets she gets embarrassed when Benny and I do like PDA, mm-hmm. but she there's no with that group, man. They're so funny. There's no, they're like. I don't know. It's like, they're not children. There's no, um, I don't know. They're just like in it. Like she honestly thinks that she's like, she, I don't know. She was like born an adult or something. And she wants to talk about all those things. So I feel like when you run it, when you raise a Gen Z or you realize that like, there's no, there are no, there's no boundaries. Yeah. There's nothing that's appropriate and inappropriate anymore is what it feels like to me when you raise them. So anyways, Camila, I love you guys. Listen, if you can get a spot with Camila, I'm telling you, because it's not going to last, my friends. So, you know, don't even try booking with me. Go to Camila. <laughs> book a session. Um, if you're feeling called, if you don't feel like you're ready, you know, just kind of um, file folder this in your mind and you'll know when you're ready. Um, but it is a beautiful experience. I'm so proud of the work that you're doing, Camila. I can't wait to see like where, you know, where it brings you. I'm grateful. All the things. And I hope this episode was fun, you guys. If you liked it and this was um, kind of like where you want to go and like the conversations you want to have, I would love to hear that too. You know, like maybe we're keeping it too sterile for you and you would like to go other places. So let me know. Um, Camila, I love you much. We will put all your links. uh, Right now, you know, readings is kind of the main thing. You have a great Instagram too where you do some messages um, pretty consistently. So we'll share that as well. Um, Anything else? that we should yeah so in the new year um i'm going all out you guys i'm gonna channel my inner nikki and i'm going to let go of all the fear and i'm probably gonna start a youtube channel where i'm gonna start to do a lot more cosmic content and maybe some live channeling um and i just want to say nikki thank you so much i know uh, you probably hear this all the time but like You've changed my life. I am so grateful for you. And just so that you guys know, like Nikki's super humble and doesn't share this, but like she is the mother of the star seeds. And she has been working many lifetimes, gathering us all together to come here, to come to this blue pearl, to come to this planet where we awaken and then find our way back to our mother who then continues to activate us. So on behalf of all of the star seeds, and all of the soul teacher grads, I just want to say how much we love you and thank you and how excited we are to see this next evolution and journey that's that you're embarking on and thank safe you. travels, safe Me cosmic too. travels. Me too. I have no idea where I'm going, but I'm excited. And thanks for being my cosmic publicist. I mean, that's the best. <laughs> I love, love you, you, Nikki. We will definitely have you on again. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I love you guys so much. If you love what you're hearing, would you mind leaving a review or sharing with a friend? That little review does so much. It's so damn helpful. You don't even know. So thank you for that. 
And if you're ready to unlock your spiritual gifts, enroll in my three-level program, Soul Academy, or join my free community, Soul Collective. I'd love to have you there. The links to join are below in this episode. Until next time, love you much.